welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Today, we're diving into self-trust. Do you trust yourself? I mean, think about that. Do you really trust yourself? Do you have confidence that you're always going to have your own back no matter what life throws at you? Or are you afraid to make decisions and think that everybody else knows better so are constantly asking others for their opinions and telling you what you should do because you're afraid of making a mistake? That's what lack of self-trust can show up as. Now, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, self-trust? Yeah, if I don't trust myself, then who will? If that is you, then man, high five. Rock on with your bad self. Love that. Keep going. But if you're like, no, I, I struggle with this. I struggle with, you know, believing that I'm going to make the right decision, afraid that I might make the wrong decision or you're like, uh, I don't know, do, do I really trust myself? Well, then you are in the right place, my friend. This is, this is what this podcast is all about because I see this come up so often in my clients. And I'm going to be honest, I struggle with this at times as well. It's part of being human. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. But it is important to trust yourself. So we're going to talk about why it is we struggle with it, and then more importantly, what to do to start rebuilding it. Because when you talk about self-trust, I mean, like, what does that mean? What does it mean to trust yourself? Well, when you think about what does it mean to trust someone else, it means that, like, you know, you have faith in their abilities and their judgments, and um, that they're going to be there for you no matter what. Do you know that? Do you feel that for yourself that you'll be there for you no matter what? Having like self-trust also means that you look inward for the answers instead of believing that they're outside of you, that someone else has the right answer for you. No, my friend, you are the most powerful person in your own world. Those answers come from within, but we're often taught, especially at a young age, to, you know, ask somebody, ask permission. That was okay when you were a kid. All right, perfectly normal. That's how it's structured and it needs to be structured because you're a child and your prefrontal cortex hasn't been developed and you need to look to the authorities and, and the people in your life to guide you and mentor you. And it's all great to have guidance and mentorship when you're an adult, but you got permission to make your own decisions. But so many of us are afraid to do that. And I mean, not all the time. You, you probably have some faith in your abilities and your judgments, and there are those times where you do trust your gut and your instincts and, and, and your inner knowing, whatever it is that, that you call it, that you, you know the right answer and you trust that and you don't ask anyone. That's awesome because that means you now know what that feels like. But how do we create more of it? Because the problem with self-trust comes during those times where you don't do those things or you are constantly second-guessing yourself. When you have a very difficult time making a decision or committing to something, when you feel like everybody else has got it figured out, or someone's going to figure it out at some point in time that you don't have it figured out, you're like waiting for that other shoe to drop. Like you feel like you've pulled the wool over other people's eyes and one day they're going to be like, yeah, what are you doing here? You don't belong. 
That's imposter syndrome. I know a little bit about that as well. And also during those times where, you know, you have a lot of self-doubt that you experience. And not being able to trust yourself, I mean, it comes in all different shapes and sizes, and that's okay. I want to point that out to you because you are not alone. This is super common, but what's not common is becoming aware of it and then doing something about it. So congrats and hats off to you for being here right now, at least being willing, at least being open to trying something new, to create that awareness, to start taking that next step to trust yourself again. Because while so many of us have a lack of self-trust, only a few actually do something about it. So by just listening to this podcast, give yourself a little bit of a credit, all right? Because yeah, I mean, doubt, (laughs) it's human. We all doubt ourselves sometimes. It does not mean that something is wrong with you. It means you're human. And you are allowed to be human. But the problem comes up when that lack of self-trust leads you to missing out on life. When you don't trust yourself enough to make a decision. Make a decision on the job, on the promotion. Make a decision on the house, the relationship. Make a decision to have that difficult conversation that could really have an impact on your life with whomever that may be. When we're just afraid to make decisions because we think we're going to make the wrong one, that's when we have that lack of self-trust. And it robs you of the opportunity to really go after what it is that you truly want. And, And when you go after what you want in life, like that's a full, rich life. When you're afraid of making mistakes and so you play small, that's not the life that most people want. There's that comfort zone that we stay in because we think that if we stay here, we'll feel good. But a comfort zone is not a place to live. It's a a place to rest. And then you have to step out of that comfort zone and go after what you want in order to have that fulfilling life, that happy life that so many people are chasing. So why is it so difficult for you to trust yourself? Honestly, I want you to take a moment and sit with that question. Why is it so hard to trust yourself? What makes it so challenging? Got any ideas? Yeah, I mean, like if you sit with that question long enough, whether it's right now something popped into your brain or whether, you know, you ponder it and you think about it or chew on it a little bit later, something's going to something's going to come up. And allow it to just kind of take a look at it. See, see what your brain offers you. Because for a lot of folks, it's hard because the truth is that they've made mistakes in their life. They have some regrets, some decisions in their past that they wish they hadn't made. Congrats. You're human. Yeah. You know what? Everybody has that. Everybody has that to some degree or another, stuff that they regret. And with that can come a lot of shame, my friend, can come a lot of guilt, and it can chip away at your own self-trust. And so if you are playing those scenarios, those past mistakes or regrets or bad decisions, whatever it is that's kind of popping up for you right now, you're kind of like feeling that in the gut of your stomach, whatever it is, We tend to play those scenarios over and over in our heads, thinking that if we play them over and over again, 
then we're not going to make that mistake again. But all we're doing by playing that over and over and over again is punishing ourselves. It's really not moving us forward. Now, I I am a a believer and I'm all for reflecting and learning from your mistakes. They can actually be the greatest gifts, the best learning tools that we can have are our mistakes. It's kind of how you frame it and how you look at it. But there is a difference between reflecting on your past and ruminating on it, spinning on it. And the difference between reflecting and ruminating is results. What result are you creating by going into the past and playing that scenario over again? If by doing that, you go back and you get some new insight, that you create some new awareness, that you learn from it, there is this awareness of of a behavior maybe that you need to change or a different approach the next time. If you've learned something from it, then you can actually start to lessen your grip on it. And that means you're reflecting. On the other hand, if you're thinking about the mistake and you go back and you're playing it over and over and over again, that, that decision, that regret, whatever it may be, and you're not getting anything out of it, you're not getting anything out of it except maybe that pit in your stomach comes back or you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. And you beat yourself up about that and see, yep, I messed up again. If those are the things that are going through your head, then my friend, you are ruminating and that is not doing you any good. You're beating yourself up for a past mistake or a regret or a decision that you've made that maybe you wish you didn't. And everybody has done that. Everybody's made a mistake and and regretted something. Beating yourself up about it isn't going to get you anywhere. There is never an upside to anything in life beating yourself up over. There's there's no upside at all. And you can you can tell if you're ruminating or reflecting also by the amount of time you allow yourself to go back to that space, to go back to that mistake. If you go back and it's intentional and you're spending a specific amount of time on it, you're like, all right, what happened here? What did I do? Like, oh, okay, yep, I should have done that or I could have done that d- different and oh, isn't that interesting? And you're curious and, and you start getting some insight awareness that we talked about. Reflection, you're learning from it. But if you find yourself getting lost in it or just something that you're doing that it just like pops up and it doesn't provide any kind of result or benefit, you're ruminating because we all make mistakes. And I keep saying that because it's true. We all make mistakes. You're not special. You're not special in that sense. I promise you. And you're not alone. It's part of being a human. So when you do make a mistake, what would change for you if you just accepted that as being part of the human experience? Oh, yeah, I made a mistake because <laughs> I'm human. What can I learn from it so that I don't do it again or that I can move through it? If you reflect on it, you can learn from it and you can let it go. If you're constantly playing it over and over and over in your head and beating yourself up about it, you're ruminating and it's going to keep you stuck. And it's going to cost you the self-trust you may or may not have in yourself. And I mean, one of the other reasons like we don't trust ourselves is because we haven't forgiven ourselves for those mistakes. 
those ghosts from the past that can still haunt us and prevent us from kind of moving forward and creating what it is that we want in life. Your past and what happened in it doesn't make it hard for you to trust yourself. It's what you're doing right now, your current habits, your current way of thinking about it that's making it hard to trust yourself. I mean, think about that. It's not the past. The past is done. There ain't, there's nothing you can do about it. You can only change your relationship to the past that is going to have a dramatic impact on how you navigate that situation today, how you feel about it today. The habit of reflection helps. The habit of ruminating hurts. And, you know, that kind of comes back down. We talked about, you know, beating yourself up. Another reason people don't trust themselves is because of the relationship they have with their inner bully. I mean, we all have an inner bully. It is that negative self-talk and that chatter that just kind of starts squawking in our head that sometimes is super loud. It's hard to even think. It's all that horrible stuff that you say to yourself that you would never allow anyone to say to you. Like if you had somebody saying those things that you say to yourself, if they were actually like standing, you know, beside you and, and, and saying, you know, you're not good enough, you suck at this, you're a loser, you're not worthy. We all have some aspect or facet of that kind of thinking that, that can kind of pop up into our brain. But if somebody was saying that to you, I mean, at the very least, like you tell them to shut up or probably a little worse if, uh, you know, you got a little bit of a tongue like I do. Yeah, or, you know, like you, you walk away. You know, some of you might punch them in the arm, whatever it may be, but you would not just stand there and take it. But that's what we do to ourselves all the time. You would never allow someone to say this horrible stuff to you, but you allow your inner bully to do it to you. And we all have this inner bully, but how you interact with it, that is what's going to have a direct impact on your level of self-trust. Because if you saw someone think about it, constantly giving into a bully. Go back to elementary school, middle school, maybe high school. Maybe it happens at your office. Maybe you have kids and you know one's constantly picking on the other kind of thing. If you saw someone constantly giving into that bully, would you trust them to stand up for themselves? No, because they're not. So if you're constantly bullying yourself and beating yourself up over, you know, making mistakes, which are part of the human experience, if you're constantly like taking yourself to task for that, and then like running away from it, because it feels so bad to beat yourself up. So what do most people do? They, they try to escape it, or they try to ignore it by drinking or eating or drugging or shopping, or scrolling or sleeping, like whatever they can do just to kind of escape that that bully, that distraction that they need in order to like feel normal again. If you do that all the time, then you are empowering that inner bully, that inner critic in yourself. Instead, when you hear yourself in that cycle of self-doubt or criticism, which will be there, the goal is not to get rid of the inner bully. It's to understand that that inner bully will always be there. We're just looking to take the volume that it, it screams at you down from a level 10 to like a level three. 
Because when something's at a level three, we can handle it, we can process it, we can move through it. But when like you're in the car and like the radio is blaring, it's sometimes hard to drive. It's sometimes hard to like navigate what it is that you're doing. So what do you got to do? You got to turn the volume down. That's what we're trying to do on that inner bully. So again, when you find yourself in that cycle of that inner bully beating you up, having that self-doubt, having that criticism, take a moment and respond like you would a best friend. Because not only do you have an inner bully inside of you, you also have an inner best friend. If you can strengthen that relationship, the best friend relationship, then you strengthen your inner trust. So when those thoughts of like, I'm going to make a mistake, I don't know what to do, what if I do it wrong, I can't do this, I'm this, I'm that, all that negative stuff that kind of pops up into your brain, when that inner bully surfaces, just stop. And act like a best friend. Tell yourself, yeah, you know what? This is hard. This is hard. So what do you need to get through this right now? What do you need most right now? Because like that's what you would do and that's how you would show up as a best friend. I know a lot of you listening right now are parents as well. Like if your kid was being tormented by a bully, unfortunately, I know that that happens a lot. You wouldn't continue to be like, yep, you know what, you're this, oh, yep, you're that. No, no. You would look at them and go like, this is hard. I wish you weren't going through this. What can I do to help? What do you need right now? Be that person for yourself. Allow that inner best friend, that relationship to strengthen because you strengthen that. Then you strengthen your trust in having your own back. That's exactly what you do. Because in, in essence, developing self-trust is about building a better relationship with yourself. If your inner bully is stronger than your inner best friend, well, then it makes sense that your self-trust is lacking. Would you trust someone who's constantly beating you up? No. Would you trust someone who's constantly standing up for you and having your own back? Yeah. So who are you going to be to yourself? The inner best friend or the inner bully? Start practicing asking what you need right now and quieting, not shutting out, but quieting, turning down the volume on that inner bully. Because you're going to make mistakes. <laughs> I mean, I keep going back to this. The lack of self-trust often comes from the fear of making a mistake, the fear of doing it wrong looking for permission to what it is that we want to do. And I just want to tell you, one, you don't have to ask anybody for permission. You're a grown woman or man, adult, whatever it may be. You don't have to ask for permission. Now, you can talk it over. You can ask someone's opinion because you want to understand their side and all those things. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. So take responsibility when you make a mistake because you're going to. You're not going to make the right quote unquote decision all the time and expecting yourself to do so is going to keep you stuck in indecision. You know how you figure out the right thing to do? You make the best decision you can at the time with the current information that you have. Gather the information that you need and then make the best decision at that time. And understand that like in the future, you may get more information, which then means you can make a different decision. You can always make 
a new decision, a new choice. Always. Life is about choices. Your power comes from your choices. So make the best decision you can at the time and have your back on it. Know that you made the best decision at the time with the information you had in order to move forward. And if it ends up being the quote unquote wrong decision, okay, I made the best one I could. What's the right one to make now? And give yourself some grace. Have your back like a best friend would. Because when it comes to trust, you can't rush it. It takes time to build. Just like in any other relationship that is outside of you, you know this. You don't automatically trust people. It's something that can take time to build. So be patient with yourself and build that trust with yourself. Reflect on the mistakes, learn from them. Don't ruminate on them and beat yourself up over them. And like counteract that inner bully with your inner best friend. Show yourself some compassion for what you're going through and be patient with yourself. Just like you would your kid or your neighbor or your best friend. Trusting yourself isn't about being bulletproof. It is not. It is not about eliminating self-doubt. It is about getting back the power and control that you've given to your fears. It's about standing up from a place of confidence, knowing that you're going to do what's best for you. And if it doesn't work out or you make a mistake, okay, that's okay. You're going to have your back on it no matter what. Learn from it and move forward. I think Brene Brown said it best. I love her. She's freaking amazing. But she says, talk to yourself like someone you love. Hmm. What would change for you if you talked to yourself like someone you loved? I want that for you. Practice it. And if you need a little help, hit me up. All right. I'll see you next week. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.